What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fox Fantasy Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm your host. In today's episode, we talk weather trouble, must-start players, NFL news, and much more. Welcome to the Fox Fantasy Podcast. Let's get boxing. The show that brings you the latest of what you love. Football. Football. Weekly player analysis report, as well as fantasy advice. I actually scored 217 points. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you're in the right place. Make sure to catch the Chiefs report towards the end of the show for the latest news and updates. Back and forth. Oh, he broke his ankle. And now, now. here's your host, Brandon Shockey. Welcome to the Fox Fantasy Podcast. It is Thursday, September 29th. Week 4 matchups are upon us, beginning with tonight's game featuring the Dolphins and the Bengals. This is going to be an interesting week. Week 4 is always a week we begin to see more of what's to come from each player. Granted, things happen throughout the season that can change stuff like injuries, additions to the team. But nonetheless, still going to be a big week of games. And just a reminder to everyone, if you have any questions for me, you can leave them in the comments below. If you're on Spotify, just swipe up on the Q&A tab and drop them there. Everyone else listening on streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and others alike can attach your questions to a review. I'll read them at the top of every episode, and I just want to say I thank you guys so much. And speaking of questions, today's questions, I do have three to answer. And the first one comes from Derek Love. He asks, who is your favorite fantasy player? Well, I'd have to say this year, I was hoping that uh, Amonra St. Brown would start off as explosive as he finished last year, and so far, so good. He has. So, yeah, he's he's been my favorite wide receiver this year. He's who I'm most excited about right now. But yeah, thanks for the question, Derek. Let's see. My second question comes from Drew Pryor, and he asks, should I start Greg Dortch or Mac Hollins? Thanks for the question, Drew. Uh, I'm going to go with Dortch here. He's been consistent for the first three games. Let's see, scoring 13, 15, and 17 points respectively. He has a nice matchup against the Panthers this Sunday afternoon, and I actually predict that he'll have 14 or more points on the day. Uh, I hope that answered your, uh, I hope that uh, answered your question. All right. And the final question of the day, Arion Mitchell asks, should I trade for CEH? Okay, so Arion is wanting to know if Clyde Edwards-Alaire is worth trading for. Well, it depends. Okay, look, it depends who you're giving up to get him. He had a nice start to the season, but the more I've looked at the situation, the less appealing it becomes. Uh, I was actually offered Clyde this week in one of my leagues, and I ultimately turned it down. You see, Clyde Clyde is sharing the ball way too much for my taste, and because because he's doing so, because of him having to share the ball so much, he's remaining an RB2 option in fantasy. Uh, he's only seeing about eight to nine touches per game, so yeah, man, it just depends on who you're trading for him. Uh, just make sure you're not giving up points to get him. But uh, thank you for the questions, everyone. Uh, I do look forward to next week's.
All right, everyone, welcome to the NFL news portion of the podcast. Today, I just want to cover a few things that have happened within the past week. Our first story for the day covers the update to the Pro Bowl game, or what was what was once the Pro Bowl game. It's changing up a little this... Ugh, I can't talk. It's changing up a little this year. Uh, an article from AP News reads... The Pro Bowl got a major makeover. The NFL has eliminated its full contact all-star game and is replacing it with week-long skills, competitions, and a flag football game. The new event will be renamed the Pro Bowl Games and will feature AFC and NFC players showcasing their football and non-football skills in challenges over several days. The 2023 games will be held in Las Vegas and the flag football game at Allegiant Stadium is Sunday, February 5th. This is one week before the Super Bowl in Arizona. Maybe a different format could bring a little juice, a little more energy, said New Orleans Saints running back Mark Ingram, a three-time Pro Bowl participant. Peyton Manning and his Omaha Productions company will help shape programming and promote the event's content throughout the week. Manning, a 14-time Pro Bowl pick during his Hall of Fame career, will provide his perspective and will also be a part of the coaching staff for a flag game. The NFL has a major interest in flag football. The league partnered with the International Federation of American Football to bring flag football to the World Games in July with an eye on the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles. All right, interesting, interesting. And my second news update for today, the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers game could quite possibly be relocated to Minnesota Vikings U.S. Bank Stadium. Why? Well, Hurricane Ian poses a threat as it makes its way through parts of Florida. To be safe and in case of evacuation, the game is highly likely to relocate and it very well may have by the time you're hearing this. And the last story for today is regarding Russell Wilson in Denver. Deadspin.com says, and I quote, I'm not sure if it's the system or not meshing with Nathaniel Hackett or something else, but Russell Wilson has not been very good in the first few weeks of the season. During his last couple of years in Seattle, Wilson would get off to a hot start. Then he'd begin to cool down towards the middle of the year. Wilson is off to one of his slowest starts ever and is barely looking average. He's recorded just two touchdowns in three games and is completely and is completing under 60% of his throws. That's not the rust people are used to seeing, okay? Wilson and the Broncos are lucky to be 2-1-1 right now. Uh, many people picked them as a serious contender in the AFC coming into the year. At this rate, though, they might barely contend for a playoff spot. All right, so... Look, I thought this was going to play out this way to begin with before the season even started. I mean, some people were making me feel crazy, but in my mind, I was thinking, okay, look, in Seattle, he had Metcalf and he had Lockett, okay? When he was there, you know, both wide receiver ones, okay? When he was there, it, and he couldn't get it done with them, all right? So I was looking at it as in, okay, now he's going to have Judy and Sutton. Um, I'm sorry, but in my opinion, they, I mean, I like them, but in my opinion, that's a downgrade. So in my mind, I'm thinking if he couldn't do it with Lockett and DK Metcalf, what makes everyone think that he's going to join the Broncos with some RB2s or less and all of a sudden make it to the playoffs and into the Super Bowl? It's, I don't know. I, I can't quite understand it. If you, if you guys have more insight or understand that more, maybe let me know. But that's my opinion. I just didn't see Russell Wilson taking off this year. I, I, I actually predicted that they would finish last in the AFC West. So, But anyways, that is the news for today. We are going to go on to my top three.
All right, today's top three, my top three quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Starting with my top three quarterbacks, we have Lamar Jackson. He went 18 for 29, 218 yards, and four touchdowns. Look, Lamar can get it done in the air and on the ground. He's like a quarterback meshed with a, uh, a running back. I love the dude. Uh, Josh Allen, he went 42 for 63. God damn, he threw the ball. Excuse me. 400 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Allen is Josh Allen every year. He's probably one of the most consistent quarterbacks, uh, definitely in fantasy leagues. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he went 22 for 35, 340 yards, and three touchdowns. Jalen Hurts is having a great year this year. Uh, so far, starting off good, getting in touchdowns. Uh, he's doing better than last year, and the hype that was building up so far is uh, the hype. The hype was real. Basically, what I'm trying to say, <laughs> sorry, I can't think right now, is that Jalen Hurts' hype was lived up to so far this season. All right, in my top three running backs, we have James Robinson. He went for, uh, he had 11 attempts, 100 yards, 16 receiving yards, and a touchdown. All right, like I said last episode, uh, before the season started, everybody was riding the ETN hype train. Not me. I said James Robinson was going to still be the RB1. A lot of people didn't believe me, but hey, I'm just happy that I was right. <laughs> And second, I have Derrick Henry. He had 20 attempts, 85 yards, 58 receiving yards, and a touchdown. All right. And last, I have Cordero Patterson. You know, I love Cordero Patterson. Last year, he came in big for me. And, and so far this year, he's, he's still living up to his potential. You know, he's still living up to the hype, everything he did last year. Pretty much, he's taken off where he left off. And uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. I do have him and James Robinson in a few of my leagues. But uh, anyways, Cordero, he had 17 attempts, 141 yards, 12 receiving yards, and a touchdown on the day. By the way, guys, uh, let me know your top three in every position if you feel like it. If you have time, you just want to let me know. I'm interested. All right, my top three wide receivers. I have Chris Olave. He had nine receptions, 147 yards. Uh, I mean, he didn't have a touchdown, but he did put up points, so... He's worth looking into. Uh, we have Amari Cooper, who had a slow start, but I had a feeling he might come around. You know, him and Brissett seem to be clicking well, so I'm, I'm confident about that. But he had seven receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown on the day. And lastly, for my wide receivers, I have Marquise Brown. He had 14 receptions, 140 yards, and no touchdowns. But again, he put up points in fantasy. Uh, him and uh what's his name uh dang it i just talked about him earlier in the episode during one of my questions that i answered but him and marquise brown are definitely worth looking into uh dorch that's what i was thinking of he's probably he's still on wa uh, waiver wires marquise brown probably not but you know if you can find one of them grab them if you can and lastly, my top three tight ends, we have Mark Andrews. He had eight receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown on the day. Uh, still doing his thing. And then David Njoko, okay. This guy, he might actually be a breakout tight end one this year. So if you can grab him and you have somebody worth dropping that you feel is worth dropping to take the chance on David Njoku, I would do it because he very well could end up being a tight end one. It was game three. Game four will tell us a lot and moving on to game five. But anyways, he had nine receptions, 89 yards and a touchdown on the day. And lastly, for my tight ends, the bad man, Travis Kelsey. He had four receptions, 58 yards, one rushing yard and a touchdown. All right, look, so it was kind of a modest game for Travis. 
He still did great though. But in, you know, you know, he was regretting that drop in last week's game. You can just see it on his face. But he'll move on. Chiefs will move on. But uh, yeah, so those are my top three in every position for week three. Let me know if you agree. Who'd be your number one overall from week three? Hey everyone, welcome to the Fox Fantasy Block. I've got three stardoms, three sit-ems, and two waiver wire pickups for you today. Beginning with my stardoms, we have Brandon Ayuk. All right, so look, Ayuk may have had a slow start to begin the season, but you have to look at the opponents and the quarterback situation they've had. With, you know, with the switch-ups and the transitions. Their first three games, the 49ers faced off against teams ranked 10th, 5th, and 1st against wide receivers. He has improved each week, which is very encouraging. And you can't forget that week one was a messy one due to weather. This week, however, he's facing off against the Rams, who are ranked 31st against wide receivers. That's second to last in the NFL. My second starter for today is Alexander Madison. Madison has a high possibility of playing in week four's matchup against the Saints. Last year, when he was called up to take the lead, he went off scoring 21-plus fantasy points in all but one game. Calvin Cook just located his shoulder in week three, and he may set out to recover. If you have a free roster spot or someone you're willing to drop, I suggest picking up Madison. <clears throat> and my last autumn for the day is Amari Cooper. Yes, he's on my list for a second week in a row, but I was right last week, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride this until I'm either wrong or it doesn't make any sense. In his last two matchups, he scored 23 plus fantasy points. Last week, they faced the Steelers, who are ranked 26 against wide receivers. And this week, it's even easier against a Falcons team who is ranked 29th against wide receivers and has given up a lot of points. He'll look to build on the last two weeks against the Falcons heading into Atlanta. And on to my sit The first on my list today is DeAndre Swift. Okay, look. This man has an injured ankle and a shoulder. If you don't remember last year, Swift had suffered an injury to his shoulder and wasn't really the same after that until this year. But look, if they decide to play him in week four, I'd stay clear and bench him if possible. Up second is George Kittle. Part of me almost took Kittle's name off the list. Him and the team didn't play lights out last week, and Kittle only saw four receptions. So this week, he faces off against a Rams team that is ranked third against wide receivers and gives up an average of just 5.8 fantasy points per game. Sit him, start him, your choice. It could go well after all, but just understand the risk before you make a decision. And last up for my sit we have Hunter Renfro. <sighs> Man. I really do hate that I have to put him on this list. Last year, he was a consistent route running stud that produced great fantasy points for managers. This year, after the addition of Devontae Adams, Renfro's targets have dropped. With him returning in week four from a concussion, uh, I'd sit him. Also, given the fact he's competing against the number one defense against wide receivers, yeah, I would. I suggest benching him. We have to see. We just need to see how this is going to pan out. Because so far, so slow. And he had a concussion. All right. And finally, my waiver wire pickups for the week. And today, I have two of them. Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff. Both quarterbacks have been doing well over the past three weeks. Better than last year's start, that's for sure. Goff and St. Brown. It's becoming more of a, you know, it's becoming more familiar. You know, Goff to St. Brown, we're hearing it every week. It's They're starting off the same as they ended last year. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he's been doing better. 
better than his rookie year, which is, uh, that's promising. <laughs> if you're needing depth in the quarterback position, though, guys, think about adding one of these two guys to your roster. All right, it's time to start the Chiefs report. Some of y'all may leave us, and we get it, but uh, just please give this episode a thumbs up if you like it. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. If you are leaving, I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Also, remember to leave your questions and comments for me, and I'll answer them at the top of every episode. Welcome in Chiefs Kingdom and welcome to the Chiefs Report. Now look, I know last week was a tough loss, but the Chiefs will learn from it, you know? They'll regroup and get better as a team with each week that passes. So there's been a lot of miscommunication, misunderstanding with the offense over the past few weeks. But with time, and hopefully sooner than later, Mahomes and his receivers can get on the same page and build chemistry. I know Kelsey was frustrated with himself after, you know, what should have been an easy touchdown, but, you know, it is what it is. Last week is over, and week four is approaching. So I'm sure you're wondering who's all on the injury list this week. Well, as of right now, we have Mike Dana, a defensive end, who's out due to a calf injury. McCall Hardman, he's out doing it due to a heel injury. Chris Jones, uh, it's not injury related. I don't, I don't know much more than that. Ronald Jones is out due to an illness. And of course, Harrison Butker is out due to his left ankle injury. We don't know if he'll be back for week four yet. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's out due to an abdomen injury. Juju Smith-Schuster, shoulder injury. And last, we have Andrew Wiley, who's out due to a hip injury. <clears throat> so, how will week four pan out? Well, we can only predict right now, guys. There's, you know, there's a lot of uncertainties, you know, where the game's going to be hosted, who's coming off the injury list. If the Chiefs can pull a week one against the Bucks, then it'll be a nice game to watch. That's what I will say. It's not time to press the panic button yet, guys. You know, we lost a game. Whoop-de-doo. We've lost four to five games the last few years, and we were fine then. So, you know, there's going to be L's, but I still have plenty of confidence in the Chiefs, guys. So don't sweat it right now. All right, I'm close to ending the show, but don't worry. I do have one more thing for you guys. A nice article from Fox 4 News on cutting kicker Matt Amendola and signing Matthew Wright. A day after cutting kicker Matt Amendola, former Jacksonville Jaguars kicker Matthew Wright is coming to Kansas City, according to ESPN's Field Yates. This is Wright's fourth team since he entered the league in 2019. As the Jaguars kicker in 14 games in 2021, Wright was 13 for 15 on extra points and 21 for 24 on field goals. Out of his three misses, one was 40 to 49 yards and the other two were 50 plus yarders. Wright replaces Amendola, who headlined poor special teams performance for the Chiefs versus the Indianapolis Colts in their loss on Sunday. Amendola missed a field goal and an extra point in the 20-17 game. Both kickers were and are in place of the Chiefs' full-time kicker, Harrison Bucker, who has missed the last two games with an ankle injury. Okay, so we get rid of the backup in return for another backup to Butker. Hopefully it works out better, you know, than Wright. <clears throat> or better for Wright, I'm sorry. And he can keep his job. 
Uh, we definitely don't need a, you know, we don't need to go after a third backup kicker. That would, that'd be crazy. Uh, it's still crazy how Booker got injured to begin with, though, guys. It was actually Arizona's field that caused him to get injured. If you don't know, if you don't know, now you know, but look it up. I wouldn't lie to you. All right, guys, but look, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Please let me know in a review. Let me know if you have any advice. You know, I'm always willing to update, add. I want the show to be, you know, the best experience for you. So I'm all ears. And before I go, I just want to remind you to leave your questions and comments for me. I'll make sure to read and answer all of them at the top of each episode. I hope you have a good rest of your day. And until next time, remember to stay foxy and good luck on your fantasy matchups this week. Thanks for catching the Fox Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to catch all the latest episodes.